Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Marks and a Spark Wrestling Podcast. Back on schedule, finally. God, it's nice to be back on schedule. Hi, Bryce. What's up, Ben? Isn't it nice to be back on a normal podcasting schedule? Yeah, you you, you know how it is. You break you break the rhythm. It's hard to get back into it, but once you do, it feels nice. It's it feels nice. This feels good. This feels right. Anyway. Even though I didn't know the show was happening until about two days before it happened. <laughs> didn't feel like it because like, okay, so here's my deal with this takeover. You're, you remember takeovers of yesteryear when it felt like there was like two a year? Yes. It feels like there's a takeover like every month now. And I kind of don't like it. Because like. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes them feel less special. Even though th- this one in particular was really good. It but just is like, a, but it didn't feel special. No, it just it just felt like, you know, the, the, an a- extra long NXT that had some long matches. Hardly the best takeover ever. No, by no means was it the best. It was just good. It it was fine. It didn't insult me. I mean, I didn't watch any of the NXTs prior to this, so I didn't know about any build up at all. Uh, what build up? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Everything that you remember from the last takeover before this one, whatever the hell that was, I don't even remember. It basically hasn't changed. <laughs> Not much has changed. All right. Well, good to know I didn't miss much. So this show opens with a horrible pre-show. And I've seen some bad pre-shows for these takeovers, but this might have been the worst one. What was the pre-show? Well, the, Sam Roberts was there. Right. Need I say more? Okay. Point taken. Um. So. And for some reason, Naomi Fox. I I I don't know who this woman is, and I don't have any real problem with her. Gave perhaps the fakest energy energy of a performance to start the show. <laughs> clearly did not want to be there oh gotta love when people set a tone like that speaking of clearly didn't want to be there poor Todd Pettengill <laughs> lord I feel bad for this guy there were, like, oh. there were like 300 people in the building for this show by the way it, it, it felt like there was no one yeah the, this, <laughs> this crowd was dead it, they were they were dead I barely heard them cheer like at all during this entire. I don't know entire... if they were mic'd poorly, like in the old Impact days, or if they just didn't give a shit, or if this show was just built poorly, or if it was a mixture of the three. I have to imagine it's a mixture of the three, because to be honest, I shared their sentiment to a certain degree. We had a winner take all tag team match. God, I hate these. Uh, Why? As a concept, <laughs> as a concept, they're rather stupid. Uh, Bronson Reed and MSK against Legato Del Fantasma. In no world should the team that won this have won. Yeah. Like, ever? Are you talking about MSK? I'm talking about Bronson Reed and MSK. Yeah. Legato um... Del Fantasma is an established faction. Correct? It's... Yeah, this is just kind of thrown together. MSK and Bronson Reed have been working together for all of about three weeks. 
because yep. because remember it was MSK and Kushida before. So why was Bronson Reed in this match? Why wasn't it Kushida with the cruiserweight title? Because that would have made too much sense. That probably would have made for a better match too, because I don't really care for Bronson Reed that much. I don't have a problem with Bronson Reed. I have a problem with the booking. Yeah. I don't well, know. If... There's, then, then I have two problems with this match then. The booking and the fact that, well, I can't, I can't say that he did a bad job. Like the match itself was fine. I didn't have an issue with it. It was just, yeah, bad booking. The big thing. The match itself was fine. There was no problem with this match. This was a good match. The finish was cool. I feel like we just need to get used to bad writing. Like, you know? I feel like the main roster writing team is infecting this show. Which is unfortunate. It is very unfortunate because usually this show does pretty good. But Was this the worst booked takeover ever? Yeah, I think so. I didn't care about any of these matches. They had no weight to them. You knew what was going to happen. They were all, yeah, I couldn't have, I couldn't, like, I could have predicted every match on this show before it started. I did. And, (laughs) yeah, me too. As I, like, okay, they're not giving all the belts to Legato. That doesn't make any sense. But it also doesn't make any sense that this match is happening in the first place. Yeah, like... Unless there was some random chaos element, which I doubt I was going to get, it's, it was predictable, which is fine. There was one truly special match on this show, and we'll get to it in a minute, and it was not what I expected. But anyway, MSK and Bronson Reed win. The finish was cool. Glad MSK still have the belts. It but was only like, a, I don't think this was a really long match. It was only like 13 minutes. 13 and which a half is minutes. which is which is pretty short for a match like this. They go backstage. But... Kyle O'Reilly is walking into the building. He says it's a good day to fight. And then Gargano comes along with the way, and they get into a fight. This is a theme throughout the night, by the way. Fights mm. just randomly. That's what filled up the time in between uh, matches, which just random people fighting all the time. Uh, speaking of the horrible backstage segments that don't need to exist, they're back there with Todd Pettengill, who has, <laughs> who has a VHS. The boomer. <laughs> recapping Mar- Mercedes Martinez defeating Zia Lee in the May Young Classic, however many years ago it was. It was like, this sucked. This yeah, yeah. absolutely sucks. Poor Todd Pettengale. You could tell he was phoning it in. <sighs> anyway, we go to a match I didn't see. Yeah, uh, you didn't see Zeely and Mercedes Martinez, did you? I was making food. Well, um, I think Zeely won, didn't she? Yeah, she did. She won, and then um, in between... Tia, what? or what? What the hell is her name? I I didn't know who 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 she was. I was like, who's this? Who's this dude? I don't know who these people. I don't know who any of these people are except Mercedes Mercedes uh, Martinez, May Ying. And that, that's what I have written here. 
Well, the match was not that long, but it was good for what it was. Um, <laughs> Lee won, and then Lee Lee won, and then grabbed a chair and tried to beat Mercedes with it. She grabbed it, beat up Z Lee, and then approaches. Was, uh, was gonna go after Boa or whatever his name was. Boa, and then Ying comes out, basically. Gives her like a choke slam maneuver off the side of the ramp, and then they cut to Bal- and then they cut to Champa and Thatcher rather sloppily. Rather sloppily, it, it, and I was like, okay, that was just a thing that happened. And then Champa and Thatcher came on screen and cut a rather good promo, might I add. Yeah, it was pretty good. Perhaps the saving grace of the first hour of this show was 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 this promo. <laughs> <laughs> But Did I, I mention this s- show sucks? <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't think it sucked that bad. It's just the booking is all shit, okay, but like the, the matches first, were fine. The first 30 minutes of this show was not very good. Uh, yeah, it was mediocre. Uh, then we go to Ted DiBiase discussing the history and legacy of the Million Dollar Championship. This was great. Yes. Uh, but yes. then again, I love Ted DiBiase. I didn't know... I like heard about this happening, but I didn't really know this was happening on this takeover, a, a million dollar championship match. So this is kind of this was kind of like a surprise to me. This was not a great ladder match by any means. It was a decent ladder match, I guess, but it was a good match for what it was. L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes. This match had virtually no stakes. It was for a made-up championship that they tried to make mean something, and it still doesn't. It's just, it's flexing, right? That's that's, that's all this is. It's it's a flex match. This match was 20 minutes. It was longer than the last two matches almost combined. One of them was a double title match of established championships. And this one got more time than us by a significant margin, mind you. This match was the same length as the last two combined. Yep, pretty much. Maybe and a little shorter. <laughs> it was and a little. God, did it feel little, like it? <laughs> a little confusing to me why they did that, but. And good lord, did it feel like it? Yeah, this this match definitely did feel long. Thank God it turned out the way it did, though. L.A. Knight, who I looked was four and three in seven matches in NXT. He needed this win. He definitely did. It is still a dumb thing. I love the million dollar title, but good Lord, this company didn't need more championships. Yeah, now there's a lot of belts. A lot of belts for NXT. Now that the Cruiserweight title is is on NXT and they have a million dollar championship now... Jeez, it's gonna be a and lot the of championship. tag titles, and yeah, there's there's a lot going on now. I I don't know if I uh, like it. I don't know if they're overcompensating for the fact that they're an hour longer. Who knows? But it was it was a it was a decent match. Hardly spectacular. Hardly spectacular. I, I can guarantee I've seen better ladder matches and takeovers before. Um, oh, I know I have. Oh, I know I have too, but it was whatever. That's what I got to say about that. We go to another bad Todd Pettengale segment. 
<laughs> he okay. had a bad day at the office. And he admitted as much. We'll talk more about Todd Pettengale in a minute. He's interrupted just, by Hit Row as they plug their new song, I Do Like Hit Row, but good lord. They just came out and handed him a record, and he uh, awkwardly sta- stood there. Hit Row performed better than Todd Pettengill. I want to point that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Hit Row looked like they wanted to be there. We go to the NXT women's title match, perhaps the least spectacular NXT women's title match I've ever seen. Just sad, because they're usually bangers. This match I mean, was 12 minutes. Pretty short. Pretty short. It was a good um, match. Not great. This sums up this show. Ember Moon definitely made this match for me. I like Raquel. I get why she's the women's champion. It makes sense. I just... I, It just didn't click. And Ember did not need to win this, by the way. No, she didn't. This but. loss does nothing to Ember. And it really does nothing for Raquel Gonzalez either. So why they did this at all, I don't know. Shotzi coming back was cool, but... Uh, didn't, didn't get much out of this at all. We go to... Very long... What fe- It felt like there was 20 minutes in between this and the main event. And I don't think it was, but this felt like forever. We get another horrible Pettengale segment. <laughs> These all sucked. Oh, oh God, this this part. I know how much you like this part. This may have been the worst one. In retrospect, I didn't like this show very much. And I'll talk about Raw tonight, last night in a minute. It's not going to be a review, and you'll hear why. This Pettengale, Fair enough. This Todd Pettengale guy. All right. I get the nostalgia, and I love the nostalgia thing with Todd Pettengale. I get why he's here. In your house, I get it. But could they at least have done something better for this poor guy? I And this isn't anything against Todd Pettengale. This is bad writing. He's back there. And he's going to play karate fighters. A grown man. (laughs) How old is Todd Pettengill? Hold on. Todd Pettengill is 55 (laughs) years old. Playing karate fighters during an NXT promo. And... There's Dexter Loomis. <laughs> and earlier in the night, I, I think it was actually right before this, they showed the stupid segment with Poppy and Triple H and Regal. I hate, I hate this whole <laughs> angle. This whole, I, re- I, I really dislike this. This whole thing <laughs> sucks. I didn't know what it was because I didn't watch the shows before, and I thought this was a joke. This is this is terrible. This is this is horrendous. And this show, it was only like two and a half, maybe three and a half hours, but it went on and on and on, and it didn't end. And I and I mean that like, 
in terms of takeovers, this may have been the shortest one. It also went pretty low. But good lord, did it drag and drag and drag. That that ladder match really took this show down and it didn't get better. The ladder match was perhaps the highlight of the night and it wasn't even that good. <laughs> it, it was it was like the most like okay ladder match I've ever seen. It was a main roster ladder match on an NXT show. And this Pet and Gill segment he asks Loomis how the ladies are treating him. L- Loomis grabs Pettengill's karate fighter, smashes it, throws it on the ground, and walks away, and they cut to black. And it was at this point I was ready to turn the show off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You can't make this shit up. Oh, my God. And, you know, when I was watching it, I was like... I think I'm becoming immune to this. <laughs> you were getting used to the misery. <laughs> because as I was watching it, I was like, you know, this isn't that bad. It could be worse. It could be worse. And That's what we try to tell ourselves. Jesus Christ. And then they announced the Great American Bash TV special on Tuesday, July 6th. <sighs> Yawn. Then they announced the lineup card for this week. Ciampa and Thatcher against the Grizzled Young Vets in a Tornado Tag Match. As well as another Kushida Cruiserweight Title Open Challenge. And then maybe the... Bryce, I don't even know how to describe this main event. Uh... incomprehensible i didn't i didn't know what was going on the entire show like or this entire match it was just a lot of what is going on i I don't even know how to describe this match because it was just like so I, i think of this as like uh this match it's like you're having a conversation with someone and like as as soon as you're getting to like your main point you just immediately change to like a completely different topic. So this podcast. Yeah, but that's how this match was. Like you think you're going to get a development and then immediately like the entire match changes hands to like two different people and it's just like okay. At no this point This is going nowhere. By the way, for this match, the crowd did not care. I really didn't care that much. You knew, knew who was going to win. In no situation would Karrion Cross lose. But, like, the thing is, they didn't have to have Karrion Cross lose for him to not win the match. Right. They could have had, you know, Kyle O'Reilly beat Johnny Gargano or something like that. But they didn't do that. No, 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 no. Karrion... Instead, goes through the stage at one point and still comes back. Gets put damn near... The table didn't break, but he gets put over a table and still comes back. 
And then, at yeah. the, and then when the match ends, he stacks the guys up like dead wood and pins them, and that's the match. Well, didn't didn't Carrion win because he uh, he uh, choked out uh, O'Reilly? Yes, but like everybody was dead. Yeah, this 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 crowd was abysmal. I don't even think it's the crowd's fault. No, the match was just. There's a lot of factors that just didn't. This go match in. was a spot fest, and it wasn't a good spot fest. It was a not very good spot fest. Uh, this wasn't like an Omega match. That's a spot fest where at least you get something out of it. No, this was just a a match. It happened, and then oh, for another thing. This match went like five minutes too long. It went on and and it was just spots. That's why I hate matches with this many people in them. It's just spot spot after spot. And if you like storytelling in your wrestling matches. You're not going to find it here. (laughs) This had none of it. Like. This this match didn't have much to offer, unfortunately. And it had potential. It was a good match. But it wasn't, like, the best takeover main event ever. It was just okay. It was decent. It was there. It was cool. It didn't feel like a solid main event, though. Cross wins when he knocks out O'Reilly with the rear naked choke in roughly 26 minutes. Folks, don't watch this show. Just just don't do it. Really not worth it. <laughs> it. It's really not. Like, is there anything on this show that you would tell people to go out of their way and watch? So here's the deal. Everything was good enough to like not make me turn the show off, but nothing was good enough to like keep my full attention. Oh, I was doing something else the entire show. Yeah, like I I, I was starting to zone out in the last couple matches of this show because I was just like, I don't really care that much anymore. This is taking too long. (laughs) The opening match, solid start. And I feel like it just plateaued right there. Yeah. This show plateaued when Bronson Reed put Santos Escobar through the barricade. Yeah. By the time we got to the million dollar match, I was basically checked out. And it's not even that we don't want to care, because we do. That's not the issue here. It's just it could, there's there just needs to be a bit more here. Like uh, we're not asking much. We're just asking for a little bit of story in our match. We're not asking you for Okada versus Omega. But we're, like literally this would have been so much better if there was just something that made me care about all of these matches from a story standpoint. Okay, so why wasn't Dexter Loomis on this card? 
as much as I hate him, like he's in a storyline right now. Why wasn't Indy Hartwell on this card? She's in a storyline right now. Why wasn't Kushida on this card? That was the thing that surprised me the most, honestly. I was hoping to see some Kushida on this show, and I was a little disappointed that I didn't get it. Another thing. Why the hell is everybody trying to kill each other all of a sudden? A great question. <laughs> but. They want us to care, and we don't. I think it's time we talk about the last little detail. That was the somewhat newsworthy important. part of this show. The all the only part like that really made me care <laughs> was right at the end, like two seconds before the show went off air. They go backstage, and I'm like, "Wait, the show isn't over yet!" Oh God, here we keep we're going still. <laughs> and it was shaky cam, and I'm like, "Oh God, what are they gonna do now?" And this show ends with the biggest fucking thud I've ever heard. It's an interviewer, some blonde chick. I don't know her name. I don't care. All right? She asks a dumb question. She asks about the events of TakeOver in your house. He says he's been GM for seven years. And he's never seen so much bedlam. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think it's time for a change. So we're getting rid of the best part of NXT. Eventually. But... This leaves the door open to a big possibility. God damn it, I fucking hate this company. All right. We going to start throwing out fan theories, Ben? No, there's no fan theories to throw out. The dirt sheet's already reported. It's Samoa Joe. He's coming back. Yeah. So is he going to be GM then? Yeah, probably. But you know what's probably going to happen first? What? And I, I, I've already seen this scenario in my head. You know what's going to happen? What? Triple H is going to come out tonight on NXT, right? Okay. He's going to be in the ring. He's going to have a suit on. Is he going to give an angry talk? <laughs> He's going to breathe into the mic, you know, like only he can. By the way, Triple H is good on the mic. But, like, him and Shane are two of the worst breathers into the mic I've ever heard. They hold it a little too close. <laughs> Shane especially. And, you know, the wrestlers are going to be crowded around the ring or on the ramp or whatever. And they're going to... You remember that thing from 2011, the unsafe work environment walkout bullshit? Yeah, that was that was fucking that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why, but part of me has a very deep fear that that's what they're gonna do again. Oh my god! And, <laughs> and 
they're going to do it again. And it's going to be worse. Because they don't have CM Punk. <laughs> and Triple H is going to be like, uh, you showed up. Uh, I showed up. Uh, where's everybody else? Uh, well, Triple H, clearly they're here. Someone played your music. <laughs> and then he's going to say something to the effect of, I don't get what Regal means by bedlam. And then he'll make some Mike Adamley joke. And then some 70s reference that none of us will ever understand. Well, maybe NXT's core audience because most of it's 50 plus, but... I won't understand it. And then he will say, I've appointed someone who can handle chaos better than anyone else. And then he'll say, and that man is Samoa Joe. And then Joe will come out and encourage the wrestlers to come back into the building, and at which point they will. And then... There will be some dumb segment where Samoa Joe makes some match that nobody wants to see that he even probably himself doesn't want to see, but the writers told him to make it, so he's going to do it. And then this product will just continue to deteriorate as it has for the last number of months now. That is my prediction. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Bryce, you still with me? Bryce? Oh, folks, looks like we have uh, lost Bryce. I will be right back. Or we will be right back. We are having technical difficulties. Stay with us. And we're back. Our uh, connection got cut there for a minute. Everyone so, has been caught up on where we were. <laughs> so Joe comes out and announces a match that no one cares about. That sounds about right. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Um, yeah, uh, now that you sort of flesh it out and put it in the way that you did... It all makes sense to me, and personally, I'm starting to not feel so good about the idea anymore. So, good good job, Ben. You, ha you have now made me pessimistic, because I actually thought it was a cool thing at first. Well, it and is cool. You... I'm happy for Joe. He's got a job. Good for it's, him. It's, it's cool, but it's not really going to make things any better. What? Did I when, remind when... you that this show is going to be written by the same people? Yes. So... That's that's a thing. All right. Well, that's cool. I hope it's not that distasteful. But obviously, we can't make promises like that. Now, that's just unrealistic. Now, now, what do I want to happen? Something that's not shit. <laughs> Something that's not what I just described. If it, if it's anything but that, 
Anything, I'm sure it'll be better. Anything but that. You know what? Have Samoa Joe come out riding a pony for all I care. <laughs> Samoa Joe's a little big for a pony, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have Samoa Joe come out riding a full purebred racehorse for all I care. He'd he'd need like a like a like a like a workhorse that would carry like carriages and stuff. But regardless, uh, it's okay. So Ben, you wanted to you said something about wanting to talk about Raw, is that right? Unfortunately. Well, obviously I didn't watch it because I'm not insane. Did you watch it, Ben? Oh, believe me, I tried. You tried. Now go go ahead and lay it out for me. Shoot your shot. I'm going to lay out for you what I watched. Are you ready? Okay. Lay it on me. Monday Night Raw for June 14th, 2021. The Hell in a Cell Go Home Show. Right. Let me give you a synopsis of what happens here. I guess in the main event, Lashley got pinned by Drew in a six-man tag. Who cares? Not me. (laughs) But here's what I watched. The show opens with Alexa Bliss. And this is when I knew this show was dead. Nia Jax. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh, of course. <laughs> it couldn't be any. <laughs> the rock bottom is what we're opening this show with. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> okay. Alexa Bliss is on the swing. And God damn it, I knew I was going to be turning this show off. I, I, guys, I tried to watch this show. I promise you I did. I would have have immediately turned it off just after seeing that. God. Fuck. Okay. So, Bliss is on the swing. She's laughing. I don't know why. And she opens the show from her quote-unquote playground on her stupid swing, dressed like a... How many years old would you say Alexa dresses like at this point? Seven? It's single digits. It's it's below ten. And she's definitely older than that. I hate this. I, I hate so many things about this. She said that she's received some strongly worded complaints about what her doll Lily did a week ago. That's putting it lightly. (laughs) They would show replays of the things that got strongly worded complaints. Uh, Folks, I can't make this up. I'm sorry. This is just terrible. Bliss said because of what Lily did. And because WWE is headed back on the road. That she had put Lily in timeout. <laughs> oh no. 
folks, I hate this company. A lot. And then the camera starts to zoom out. I think, thank God this segment is over. And then Nia Jax is there. And it, I, I, this is horrible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even need to see it. Just listening to you say it just makes me feel misery. Guys, nobody was home. I was home alone. My roommate was not here. And the second I saw Nia Jax, I said, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't on Discord or Skype or anything like that with anybody. I wasn't talking to anyone. I, I wasn't communicating with anyone in any way. There was nobody in the room with me except a cat. And I verbally exclaimed, fuck. And then she started talking. Okay. This is this is awful. <laughs> what, what else happened on this show, Ben? <laughs> God damn it! Imagine if I had to do a full review of this show. I don't think I could do it. I don't blame you. <laughs> oh fuck! Okay. Bl- Jack said, "What happened to you? You used to be my best friend. I know you." the real you and i'm like holy holy shit is she is is nia Jax gonna have the common sense here what world do we live in nia Jax is the reasonable person <laughs> where oh, the no. reasonable thing on the screen is nia Jax. <laughs> what is happening this is a crazy world we live in. Oh my god. Nia Jax is the one making sense here. I wanna I wanna make that abundantly clear. Nia Jax was the one making sense in this segment. And then she says, Shayna will see you at Hell in a Cell. What? So at Hell in a Cell, it's Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. I don't want to see that at all. In a normal world where Alexa Bliss isn't a five-year-old, I want to see that. But in this horrible reality that we frankly live in, I don't. I want nothing to do with it. Is Helena Cell going to have a crowd? No. That's probably a good thing. Because when I tell you the card, it's gonna be a good thing. If I was there in a minute, if I was there, I would boo every second I had the chance to. You just wouldn't stop. It would just be four hours of boo. All right, Ben. Let's let's go over this Hell in a Cell card real quick. No, I'm not done with Raw yet. Uh, Okay. All right. Go ahead. Tell me about your 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 shitty Raw show. We have this segment and legitimately three minutes of a match, and then it's over. Right. So then Nia's like, maybe I just have to slap some sense into you myself. And then a match is made for later on in the night. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Awful. 
I need to breathe. And then they cut to the Thunderdome, and the announcers run down the stupid crap that's been going down with Asuka, Nikki Cross, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. And they also announced that Asuka and Rhea Ripley are going to have a match. Again. Again? How <laughs> many... Raw is literally, I think, the same show every week. Like, it's just the same matches. But And also, they announce Nikki Cross versus Charlotte Flair. Huh? Again. Has that happened already? Three times. This is gross. Nikki wins via countout. This match was less than 10 minutes. I don't know how long it was. I don't care, quite frankly. Rhea interfered. I didn't take notes during this match just because after that Alexa segment, I knew this wasn't going to last very long. Folks, if you're wondering why I haven't been doing Raw reviews, it's because it would just be an hour of this every week. I'm not doing that. Not to you, not to me, not to anyone. That is fair. <laughs> so we got Ben. This what sh- happened next? This show sucks. So you remember how Eva Marie and everything else I'm about to tell you is clips I saw. A clip. I, I, I heard Eva Marie was coming back. Yeah, she was supposed to have a match with Naomi tonight. Apparently, that was a swerve, and it was Piper Nevin, whoever the god forsaken fuck that is. I feel so bad for her. Um. Apparently, she's a bigger girl, and apparently, she squashed Naomi in like a minute. Okay. Again, everything I'm telling you is just shit I read on Twitter. And apparently, RK Bro and the New Day had a good match. But with those four guys, you expect that. There's a lot of talent. So, this show sucks. It is the same show on repeat every week. And I hate it. Oh, by the way, the announced main event for this show, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre, ended up turning into a six-man tag. Big surprise! Because it was Styles, Omos, and what, Bobby Lashley? Against Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders. Why were the Viking Raiders there? I don't know. I don't care. This is... uh, It's like you hit the random button on TW booking. This is... It's exactly what this was. Yeah. Bryce, do you like this show? Do you like Monday Night Raw? Man, this is why I don't watch this show. (laughs) I I, I hear you talk about it for like four minutes. And I'm glad I didn't watch it. Bryce, I don't think we've been talking about this show for more than like three or four minutes. Exactly. And and I'm already glad I didn't see it. So... You have accomplished that. Folks, if you want Raw reviews back, 
somebody's gonna have to do them with me because like I can't watch this shit by myself. You know what I should do? I should start making my roommate watch Raw with me. Yeah, because I sure shit ain't watching these. I'm gonna get evicted. <laughs> come, come on, man. Uh, just, just tell them it's like a comedy routine <laughs> for three hours. For three hours. It's a three-hour uh, comedy routine. And it happens to be the same thing. Every, Every week. week. It's and a it, replay. And it never stops. The, 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 the endless train of pain never ends. <sighs> All right. Let's go All through right. this Hell in a Cell card. I mean, pretty much what you told me is just a repeat of what, you, like, the matches you described. Oscar and Ripley. No, it's not Oscar and Ripley. It's Ripley and Charlotte. Rip. Okay. Um, for, this is not a Hell in a Cell match, and it is for the Raw Women's Title. Right. Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Don't care. <laughs> and my echo just activated because I said the word, the name. Bianca Belair versus Bailey again. Well, at least it'll probably be an okay match, but. Roman uh, Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. Okay. You're going to ask me why, and I. I I heard some of the shit with uh, Dominic and... I've been watching Rose SmackDown. House. I've been watching bits and pieces of SmackDown. I get why they're doing it. I don't like it. I don't like how they're doing it, but I get why. Right. Just because I, I get it doesn't mean I like it. Like, I get why they're doing Rhea versus Charlotte. It doesn't mean I like it. It's cohesive, but not necessarily in a good way. Bianca already beat Bailey last month. I don't know why they're doing that again, other than the fact that it was probably the best match on the show. Um, And then Lashley versus McIntyre, which has now been changed to last chance for Drew McIntyre to win the WWE title for as long as Bobby Lashley is WWE champion. Drew McIntyre will not get another match. Thank God. God. I don't know why they didn't do that. I don't know. Four times ago? A month ago? Because they've been doing this match pretty much every week for a month. Or, or some form of it. Oh, if Drew doesn't win this match, he's banned from the WWE Championship picture. And then he beat Kofi Kingston. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous. So Kofi pinned Bobby, right? Like on an episode of Raw, like not a month ago. So you, logically speaking, it should be Kofi Kingston in this match, right? Yes. Just, just using your head. He beat the champion. But then they counteract that logic because 50-50 booking is stupid. And Drew beats Kofi twice in a row. In two separate shows, two weeks in a row, he beats Kofi, which sets up for this match. I I don't get it. This is stupid. Now, unless they're really going to put the title on Drew, which I don't think they're going to do. 
it wouldn't make any sense. They're this close to going back on the road. Why would they do it right now? What if they do something where it's like Drew gets banned, but then he like breaks into an office and rips up a document that makes it so he can challenge for the belt again? <laughs> no, he wouldn't be banned forever just until Lashley loses the title, which is probably going to be in like a month anyway, because there's money in the bank in the month and the Miz will probably win money in the bank again. The <laughs> Miz gets a title again. Oh, fuck. And then Drew Claymore's him instantly and wins the title back in a squash. What if Drew wins Money in the Bank? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then we get oh my god! And then we get Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley for another six months. <laughs> this has already been going for four so, months. So how does that work though? If he's banned from challenging for the the world title but he wins money in the bank how does that work well he does, just... the, does the money in the bank trump it well, logically speaking it would but <laughs> or would he be forced to challenge roman and lose <laughs> and lose roman reigns has not been pinned or submitted in almost two years i want to point that out fucking crazy since almost 2019, since September of 2019, he has not been pinned or submitted. That's wild. And Rey Mysterio is not going to be the one to beat him. No, not in a million years. I love Rey. I love Rey. Roman's just too much of a monster right now. And I'm sure Roman and Rey will have a good match. I'm not sure if it'll be a good Hell in a Cell match, but it'll be a good match. Don't think and it that, needs a sell. And this is happening this Sunday, folks. Let's not forget, Rey Mysterio is tag team champions with his son, Dominic. This pay-per-view is happening on Father's Day. And they are not making this a tag match. This isn't Usos versus Mysterios for the tag titles. Which I would accept. Devlin made the point yesterday that while they're just trying to make Roman look slightly better because he's not just pinning some mid-card guy, he's pinning one half of the tag champions. They've made Ray look like crap for months! How many times have they beat Ray Mysterio? It's singles seems like as, singles seems like as uh, seems like as more time goes by, it's happening more and more. They're doing the same thing to him. They are Jeff Hardy. The only difference is Ray has a tag partner. Didn't Jeff have a match where tonight where it was like if he didn't win, he had to quit or something? I don't know. It was like against like John Morrison or something. I think he had a match with Morrison. I don't know. I don't care. I don't. I don't care either. I just saw it on Twitter. My other thing is why why is this company so insistent on last chance and f and then they don't stick to it because that is 
the formula that WWE has made. The reason people don't buy gimmicks is because WWE doesn't stick to their damn gimmicks. If I tell you that it's, let's just say, Drew McIntyre versus John Cena in a title versus career match, and Drew wins, so John has to retire, but then six months later they announce John Cena versus Jimbo Fisher, former football coach. Why they would do that, I don't know. They wouldn't. Jimbo Fisher's like 65 years old, but... Would you ever believe a gimmick of career versus anything ever again? No, you wouldn't. Do you know why? Because it's bullshit. And they do everything in their power to tell you what, Bryce? It's bullshit. That is unfortunately the case. At least AEW has done a good job so far of sticking to their gimmicks. I don't know. I'm really not looking forward to Hell in a Cell Sunday. I don't know about you. I'm going to get drunk. I know that. I, I I don't know if I can watch a show this horrible sober, personally. Drunk Pod Monday morning. That'll be our special treat to you. Especially if any of you manage to watch this god awful show. It's it's going to it's going to be bad. I have zero expectations. We're going to be in for a ride. Hey, then again, we had zero expectations for In Your House, and it ended up being... Passable. Not good, but... Passable. Okay, it was good. If this was a sh- if that was a show on the main roster, it would have been great. But because it's NXT, it's like... Eh, wasn't that good. Yeah. All right. Let's patten down our bootstraps for that one, I guess. But anything else you got, Ben? Oh, what's coming up this week? So we have NXT tonight. I'll have my review up tomorrow morning for NXT. Uh, Is Dynamite on Friday or Saturday this week? I think it's still on Friday. Yeah, because the Saturday show is on the 26th. And that's their last show at Daly's Place. So we'll do that Friday. Be up Saturday morning. Yes. So the show is Friday this week. And then it's Saturday next week. Um, It's going to be weird. Yeah, it's going to be eight days without Dynamite. That's going to suck. Eight days without AEW. Uh, there's going to be an Impact review this week, so look for that Friday morning. Uh, the SmackDown and the Dynamite show are probably just going to be one show. I'll probably just have SmackDown before Dynamite, and they'll just air on the same show just because they're on the same night. There's no point in doing two separate shows. And then the Hell in a Cell show will go up on uh, either Sunday night or Monday morning, depending on how drunk we get watching Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Right. So look look forward to it, I guess. I am making a promise to all of you that no matter how drunk we get, 
The Hell in a Cell show will be up Monday morning. We will be intoxicated. We have no hope. Neither should you. <laughs> if you expect us giving any praise, go somewhere else because you're not going to hear any. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for Money in the Bank. Do you know why? Why is that, Ben? Because I'm not going to be able to get away with this bullshit for more than another month. <laughs> Their ticket sales are already down. They're not going to be able to get away with this much longer. They have to start trying harder. They don't have a choice. They're running out of time. See, this is all starting to become funny, right? Notice how we're laughing about it. Making jokes about how drunk we know we're going to be watching the show. Because it's almost over. There's light at the end of this tunnel. Or at least that's what we hope. It could still be shit. Oh, I'm not saying it's going to be good, but I'm saying it's got to be better than this. This is rock bottom. Yeah, I have to imagine. Well, guys, now you know the schedule for the rest of the week. I will see you guys tomorrow morning. I'll see you guys pretty much every morning this week, actually. I'll see you guys tomorrow morning for uh, NXT. And I will be there for Dynamite and Hell in a Cell, unfortunately. Hey, we got Dynamite to look forward to. Yeah, that'll, that, that'll at least be good. So I look forward to that. Dynamite will be passable at worst. We will be able to accept dynamite. <laughs> Take it as it is. It will be the calm before the storm. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, thanks Look, for listening. listening. Wow. Jinx. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here because as we're recording this, it is one in the morning and I have to be on a bus at seven. So <laughs> we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, I'm hungry. <clears throat> All right. I hope everybody has a good rest of their day. And uh, we will talk to you guys. I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning. I hope everybody has a great rest of their day. Peace out. Bye.